What does the $1.785 billion lawsuit ruling mean for you and your real estate business? If this is the first you're hearing about the Sitzer Burnett case and the $1.785 billion lawsuit ruling in favor of the plaintiffs in the case, you gotta get much clearer and much more up to date on the real estate market. I'm gonna explain exactly what it means for your business here in a second. And before I do, if you get some value out of this, subscribe to the channel and give us a like on the video, maybe drop a comment about some questions that are coming up. So this was the biggest news in real estate since I started my career 20 plus years ago. There was a commission lawsuit that ruled in favor of the plaintiffs based on the conspiracy that real estate agents and big brokerages and the National Association of Realtors wanted to keep commissions at an elevated level. I'm not gonna get into my feelings on the lawsuit. What I am clear on is one thing, this is already being appealed and this is gonna be tied up in appeals for probably a couple years. This started back in 2019 and we're in 2023. That's how long it took for this to mature. So don't expect a quick resolution here. We don't even know what the judge said yet. We're, we're, we're still very early in this. This is just based on the jury's decision. So before you start making changes in your business, be mindful of what's actually going on. Now, with that in mind, consumers are already aware of what's going on. These questions are going to come up. The very first phone call I made the day after the ruling asked me if I read the Wall Street Journal and if I knew what was going on with commissions. That was one day, less than 24 hours. First client conversation I had since then. So you've got to be mindful of this stuff. So all of that in mind, there are three things I am clear every agent should be working on or thinking about right now in their business. Number one, are you ready to handle these consumer objections? Are you able to navigate this when the question comes up? Because these objections are really just questions, right? They're really just concerns. This is a major concern for a lot of people. Imagine if you could save a number of percentage points on the sale of a home. A lot of people are gonna be thinking about how do I do that? Whether it's right or wrong is not the point. The point is these are things that are gonna come up and they're talking points. Are you able to navigate that conversation? Can you walk people down the path and handle any objections that may come up both on the buyer side and on the seller side? That's number one. I'd be working on these scripts, practicing them and developing them. Big mistake if you're not doing that. Number two here is gonna be, what's your presentation look like? Are you able to deliver a buyer presentation discussing, hey, here's what may happen. The Bright MLS, our local MLS here, in the greater Philadelphia area, they've already allowed $0 commissions. So my point here is that if you're not developing that kind of presentation and you don't understand how to deliver a buyer agency presentation, because a lot of us have done this on the listing side, you know, here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're gonna do it. Here's what we do differently. At least that's what a good listing presentation has, a strong one. If you can't deliver that on the buyer side, you're already operating at a disadvantage. And the goal here, remember, is to engage with someone in a consumer relationship, in a client relationship. You wanna be their agent of choice. Can you take it from call and conversation to appointment, to appointment held, because you gotta set the appointment first, to appointment held, and then to successful client obtained. That's the funnel, right? So are you able to do that? Do you have that language down? Are you doing this in your business? Or were you one of those agents that just assumed it meant you were working with someone because you're showing them properties? This is gonna be like dating, to getting married, right? You meet someone once, you court them a little bit, you show up the right way, you're ready for the interview. Date number two, you keep building rapport, you keep trying to like them, 
Day number three, four, five, well, maybe you're going towards relationship territory and that's where you wanna get with these clients. You need to think that way. It's not gonna be a one-off appointment and it's a different process than the seller side. Can you deliver that? Do you know what to do to deliver it? And do you have that presentation down and ready to go? If you didn't bring any supporting documents with you, could you deliver it from memory, on point, looking eye to eye with the consumer? That's number two here. And number three, are you clearly delineating what you do differently and the value you bring to the transaction? Because if you're not doing that, people aren't gonna work with you. If your value proposition is, hey, I'll put you on an MLS search and I'll wait for you to call me when you find a property you like, you're dead in the water, my friend. So it has to be how you're gonna be proactive, how you're playing offense for the buyer and how you're bringing value to that relationship. Because if you're relying on the MLS to do all the work and your phone is the alarm clock when you need to actually call these people, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Those are the three things. Now remember, nothing has changed yet. So I would chill out with business practice changes and everything else. And I would focus on skill building to navigate this. Because when something like this happens, there is opportunity in the marketplace for people to take market share, for people to do more business and to get the part-timers and the hobbyists and the dabblers out of the business entirely. Which one are you gonna be?